Welcome to the first ever Pooh Chronicles. Let me introduce my co-host, Claire. Hello. Who's the best co-host ever. <laughs> and she is going to explain where the Pooh Chronicles comes from. So Eve and I were chatting over WhatsApp one evening and she was talking to me about potentially doing some podcasts and discussing sort of, can we say shitty or crappy things that had happened, that I, happened I think we in can. business. Yeah. And I just have happened to have put my youngest child to bed, who at the time, his favourite story was called All Aboard the Pooh Bus. <laughs> which is as, it's a as it be, as it's it an absolutely be. revolting story about a poo bus and all these insects climb aboard a poo bus and they travel to the beach and it's got things horrendous things like sliding around the bend so I sent these a picture of this uh, storybook to to Eve as a joke and she then decided that that would make the best title ever for her podcast well it was an inspiration to me especially your descriptions <laughs> about going round the bend sliding sli- sliding round the bend sliding around the bend I thought it, it was actually quite descriptive of my life <laughs> That's how it felt to me. I was like, this is exactly what I feel like on a daily basis. Like a poo sliding around. (laughs) So I thought, what more fitting name than to call it the Poop Chronicles? So I thought we should explain that because I've had so many people questioning uh, why the Poop Chronicles. Whenever we've talked about it or sent out, we've invited lots of other guests to come and join us. The number one question always is, where did that name come from and and why? So uh, so that that was the inspiration. Claire was my inspiration. (laughs) behind the poo (laughs) and that was actually a two pound storybook I found at a charity store and I thought the title was hilarious and thought my three little children would enjoy the title and they ended up loving it they did and so did Eve (laughs) (laughs) I fall fall into the category it's two pounds ever spent (laughs) so we have some other guests here with us today I'm going to let you introduce yourselves ladies Okay, so my name's Jamila, and I have known Eve for a long time. (laughs) Um, Maybe something you should not admit to. (laughs) It's fine. I will be young and sprightly forever. But like um, Eve, like Claire, we've all lived a life, had experiences, and some of them have been... Shitty. Yes, for want of a better word. And um, when I've had those (laughs) shitty experiences... Um, you guys have been the ones that I've reached out to, to vent, to talk to, to calm down, to seek advice. Oh, that's a bit, um, that's a, that's a bit too nice, actually, Jimmy. So we'll move on. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, I'll have to be the nice one as well, because I am the nice one. Right? So I know Eve since a long time. and I no, Nobody here actually wants to give any, like, actual <laughs> time <scale>. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know Eve since 2014, to be precise, when... I was going through really shitty time and so was she. So, uh, yeah, it's been quite a long time. We have been, you know, uh, we sliding were around neighbors, in shit yeah, together. <laughs> and I, via Eve, I met some wonderful people like Claire and I met Jamila. And it's really nice to know these people. Yeah, they are, they're really true friends and people I can look up to. And Uzma, who yes, is the next which, person which who's going to introduce herself. So. Which comes over to I didn't to, tell my name, did Uzma. I? No, I didn't tell my name. <laughs> So my name is Sangeeta. There was this one of those shitty moments you want to add to the list of shitty moments. So now, next 
Uzma. Uzma. So Uzma, yeah. Uzma is our engineer for the evening or afternoon, and and I'll let her introduce herself as well. I'm Uzma, and I think I've known Eve the longest, seeing as I've known her precisely 24 years, <laughs> <laughs> as she is my sister. <laughs> and that is how old she is. And are. that is how old I am. So I can give you an exact date and probably even a time to it. <laughs> <laughs> to our first ever meeting. <laughs> You probably won't remember that, but she would. Doesn't matter. Someone yeah. remembers it. <laughs> well, I'm glad everyone knows how old you are now, because immediately people will think that I'm in my 30s, probably, rather than, you know... Well, you sound very youthful. Uh, yes, yes, of course, of course. Thank you. <laughs> I am very youthful, thank you. I was actually thinking, as I was thinking about how I was going to introduce this podcast, and uh, in my head I was thinking, okay, I'm going to say, so me and the girls, and then I thought, why am I referring to you guys as girls? Technically, we're women, right? And if we were in, you talk about yourself. If, if we were in any other environment and someone called us a girl, we'd actually get quite angry about I it. I correct people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. So why do we refer to ourselves as like girl? We're happy to kind of say, okay, we're going on a girl's holiday, which is something we're doing, and we will talk about that on another series once we've come back. <laughs> And, you know, we're meeting up with the girls or having a day with the girls. But as I say, when it comes from someone else, it feels so wrong. Do you think that perhaps in a working, in a friendship environment, that we are very familiar with each other? So calling girls is almost a term of endearment. Yeah. But when we're in a working environment, it has a slightly different connotation and can perhaps be referred to as slightly derogatory, slightly lower in statue, Mm. slightly lower in the um, organisational chart. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's exactly what it is but at the same time because we're comfortable when we say that about each other or to each other does that mean we kind of inadvertently condone it as well you know if there's other people around and they hear it do they think it's okay like Uzma's the youngest in the room here so she's the most impressionable when we're referring to each other like that and she's sort of hearing that and thinking that must be okay they're calling themselves that if in 10 years time some you know guy that she's working for starts to call her a girl and she's in her mid-30s how would she react would she think it was okay because we've kind of almost made it seem like it's condonable mm. or would she react to it I mean I don't know I guess for me it's because I've kind of grown up with you guys I've, I've known you guys <laughs> since 2004 2006 <laughs> yeah I mean I was joking earlier about dates don't actually give dates <laughs> Like, well, I met you guys <laughs> in my 20s. I was definitely still Thanks, you're a girl. putting a stamp now. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I, I have no problems with it. As I said, I will be young and sprightly forever. But when I, I, I was still a girl when I met you. So if I met you now, I might be saying we're going, you know, it's a ladies thing. But it's like with your siblings. You remain at a certain age when when you fight or have an argument. I don't know, I don't know about you, but I used to revert to when I was about six and a half. And, yeah. and you know, you were the children even though you've grown up and I get how other people outside of that relationship can take what they want from it yeah but does that mean that I have to change myself and how I refer to people I love because some idiot is going to be derogatory towards me no yeah. I can just correct him and make sure he doesn't do it again or call him a boy yeah, <laughs> yeah. or man boy and I find the man <laughs> boy you know like Mowgli or oh, yeah yeah man that, child wasn't yeah it man and, child? and I also found that um so when I've had that whole girls I started referring to those as sir not giving them a name
name anymore and they found that very insulting because they weren't that old but I was like well if you can refer to me as a girl I can refer to you in whatever way I want to maybe that's just because I like to set fire to situations and watch them burn um but <laughs> not literally just <laughs> no, in case anyone's yeah, no, wondering no, uh, yeah. FYI FYI <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah sorry metaphorically set fire to things no because sometimes you just need to um Oh my gosh. Sometimes you just need people to realise that they've upset you. And actually, that I, I have my feelings, but I don't have to be nice to you to make you feel better about the fact that you've upset me. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. It, it can be difficult as a woman to let someone know that you're not particularly happy with what they've said, specifically when it's a man, because there can be the connotation of, oh, she's just on her period, or oh, she's, she's a bit of a bitch. She's a yeah. bitch sensitive. And you get a little bit over that that sort of environment or that, that those kind of comments yeah. and I think are a little bit old school now but there can be that connotation sometimes yeah I mean I've, I've certainly in recent sort of weeks and perhaps months had some difficult times at work and I know that some of my colleagues have said things like you're overly emotional you're overly sensitive and actually someone asked me is it PMT time which <laughs> obviously made me quite angry to say the least but you know I think any time where you are kind of expressing any kind of emotion or sensitivity in that way you get kind of branded with that if you're a woman mm-hmm. whereas if you're a man in the workplace they just think you've got guts yeah, you've got balls yeah, exactly. you're a go-getter you're getting out there you're getting it done <laughs> yeah. oh she's such an emotional cow I can't believe it <laughs> I had uh, the similar kind of thing said to me but it was said to me by a woman like I was mm. really going through a tough time and you know like when sometimes you're depressed and you're kind of you find a friend whom you can start talking to and then when you're talking just get one to get it out and she said oh just have some multivitamin pills maybe you are a bit emotional is it your period time so literally wow. and yeah. I and of course I mean I laughed at it because it was said to me by a uh, women but if it was a man saying that to me I probably would have taken a big offense that why you're saying that to me yeah but I mean that's even more interesting because you know I think almost woman to woman it's even more offensive because yeah. we shouldn't be treating you know you you are a part of the same tribe yeah if yeah. I can call it that so you are exposed to the same difficulties you're exposed to the same you know the the same poo bends that we're, that we're yeah. all going traveling through perhaps at different stages in our lives different ages or different Mm. stages in our careers or personal lives but essentially you go through the same bends eventually so then to kind of do that to a member of your tribe you know kind of is almost worse I think if it was not a really good friend I probably would have taken more offense than what I did and because she's a good friend I laughed with her on that but yeah it can be that people do think that oh if you are going through that you know hormonal imbalance time or whatever it is it kind of can make you behave like in a certain way yeah 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 i mean so i saw a, a facebook post um, that popped up on my feed and it was a recreate a video recreation of awful things that have been said to women in the workplace and just like what we're talking about now about oh she must be on her period or check out those boots and all this kind of stuff and it popped up on my feed because my brother had commented on it and i thought oh no what have you said <laughs> so i scrolled down and had a look and and he made some sort of comment about how women are more emotional than men and it's just nature. Yeah. So I sent him a private message and said to him, we are not more emotional. We just show our emotions in different ways. And I have hundreds of examples of you being emotional over the past <laughs> 
30 odd years. Happy to share those if you would like. In social media if you would like. So it just annoyed me. I was just like, come on, dude, you know, be a little bit more progressive yeah. with your thoughts. Do you not think we also get boxed like, yeah. by people? So for me, I'm, I'm. for those of you that are not in this room, you would not know that I'm black. Um, <laughs> so I get put in this um, black woman box. So people approach me in a certain way, especially when they think I'm going to get angry about things. And don't get me wrong, I do get angry. <laughs> but the fear is not that I will get angry or whatever, that I have a right to be angry about something. It's that I will react like the stereotypical angry black woman who will then like take off her earrings. I'm also not wearing earrings right now. Um, you know, like throw them down and be ready to like have a fight or something. Um, I'm a professional person. That's not who I am. And I know that there's others around here. So, you know, like because you're a mother, then there's this thing that they, they might not, you know, oh, I'm not explaining this very well, but you, you know are. what I mean. No, you, yeah. you know, like the boxes that people then put you in, then you spend so much time trying to defend yourself against this stereotype that you halfway, half the time, you're not even yourself. Yeah. Because like you can't even react the way you want to react because somebody else is going to say well okay see I told you she was an angry black woman yeah like, and whatever it is that they've done to upset you that's not the issue it's your reaction yeah. that becomes the problem and this is probably why we're in a in a bigger shit bus <laughs> or blue bus <laughs> than men because we've got the stereotyping of women mm-hmm. but then you have all these additional layers you know but the black woman so it's not just just the woman it's yeah. also you know your ethnic background yeah. perhaps the way you look the way you dress you know if you put makeup on if you don't put makeup on it's yeah. supposed to mean something if you do it's supposed to mean something you know if you are a very feminine lady it's supposed to mean something if you're not that mm. feminine perhaps you get put in a different kind of box so there's so many boxes and sometimes you're just kind of defined by you know who birthed you basically the fact that you just happen to be a woman plus that day if you felt like wearing makeup and dressing up nicely or not mm-hmm. you know all of those put together in one package that day defines you whereas the next day you might be slightly different because you know your your dress might be different or the way you present yourself might be different but is that just a, a woman thing or is that a general thing or do we get it worse or not really do you think that we also judge men in the same way perhaps they feel like that too and we're just not aware of it I think we probably get a little bit harder and I would say that comes down to what you've just talked about the whole femininity thing Um, we've only recently sort of women have become more stronger in the boardroom you know in the last 20-30 years all that sort of stuff And, and I would also say from experience having three small children that the whole maternity leave thing does play a big part in that so if you look at some Scandinavian countries they have maternity leave both men and women and it's a use it or lose it type of um, scenario so therefore that puts both men and women on an equal playing field because all employers know that whether they're a man or both genders will be taking maternity leave so it brings it back down to more of a level playing field so it would be nice to have more of a level playing field I think in work situations with stuff like that between men and women Mm. yeah I mean I remember starting well actually a, a job that you would be aware of both of you and the person who interviewed me and I was probably in my late 20s I think or maybe early 30s and he was a considerably older white 
whitehead man. Bald? No. And he asked me at my interview sort of about if I I was in a relationship, if I was married or not, and had kids. And I said that I wasn't married, but I was recently engaged. And then he said, so does that mean you're planning on having children soon? And I thought that was one of the strangest questions at the time. But being young, I didn't kind of realise exactly why I was being asked that question. I just thought it was just a bit weird. And then afterwards, I remember coming home and saying, I've got asked this really strange question. And my mum, you know, lost it. And she was like, because you're, you know, of a certain age and you've just said that you're engaged, you know, the assumption is that you're probably going to get married and have kids in the next year to two years, which means that at some point they're going to have to give you, you know, maternity leave. And he's just trying to work out how far away that is and whether You're you're worth hiring because in six months' time you might decide to go and have a baby. Well, therefore he was stereotyping you into exactly. a box. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I find I find those sorts of comment, comments particularly frustrating and I was at a, a recent event and I was talking to a chap and we were talking about that sort of thing and maternity leave, etc. And he he didn't, because I, I said to him there are underlining tones as being a woman in the workplace that that sort of thing will happen and perhaps you are not the person that's going to say anything but it comes from the boardroom and it comes from the top and there's this underlining tone across the business. And I said to him, how many graduates do you have? And he said, I have four. So like, okay, you have four graduates. How old are they? He said, 20. I said, like, okay, so 20 years ago, four women gave up their career so you could have four graduates to pay the minimum wage to help you with your role now. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he said... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh I never thought about it like that before I went where do you think they come from they don't grow in a cabbage patch (laughs) (laughs) yeah so my god it took me a few seconds to actually understand what she meant (laughs) (laughs) it's like I get it I get it now like I thought, what does she mean by 20 years ago? Women <laughs> gave up their career so that you can have four graduates. And yeah, it makes sense now. <laughs> Speaking of graduates. <laughs> Here we have a three-year-old. Soon going to be so we, we do actually have an honorary uh, man, man, little man, little baby, baby Roper in the room joining us who was uh, snoring away in the background and he's just woken up. So, ask you because Sangeeta you are definitely the glamorous one in the group like you walk in and your hair thank god you don't have camera here (laughs) so you you can get away with it you know you like you always look good (laughs) I make an effort put more foundation on and put more makeup on maybe but do you feel like is that do you do that for yourself have you always done that for yourself yeah is it because it's just something you're used to doing and you've always done and you don't really think about it anymore like I don't do it for anyone actually I just do it for myself because um, even if I have to go to the supermarket probably Eve knows it more that I would come out and always have the makeup on my hair are like that naturally luckily so I don't have to okay your hair sits like that naturally yeah yeah. okay so it's official I hate you yeah I'm serious. My, if I sleep like this and I wake up tomorrow morning, my hair will be like that. Exactly like that. I don't do it. So I'm, you can say I'm lucky. <laughs> okay, so. Why you're just staring so, at so, 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 <laughs> We have no sharp objects in the no, room, thank like, do you. Do you know, like, I spend so much time and energy just trying to get my hair into a bloody hairband. And, and your hair is like, it, it falls and yeah. it curls and it looks you look like um, was it 
What's her name? Farrah Fawcett? Yeah. But yeah. an Asian one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. okay, so I'll just put you in a stereotypical yeah, box. Yeah. But you know <laughs> what I mean? It's not like your hair just looks like glamorous. See, and, because and it, I just hope that you actually spent like four hours oh, a day God, no. doing that. Oh. Saying, but you don't. No, I don't. And uh, a lot of people envy that. So you're not the only one. <laughs> but I think I got lucky with it because I am the laziest person. I don't do anything with, with my hair. So I don't have to make an effort. But I do. I'm trying. I'm trying not to look at you with the evil daggers. But I'm really trying. Is naturally very glamorous. Yeah. Like as a personality, she's like I'm a, a bit more feminine. You know. I think I wasn't like this before. Like when I, if I talk Where's about you? like few years ago when I was growing up, uh, I wasn't like this. I think I was a bit more like tomboy. I always had short hair and would wear jeans and shirt and walk like a boy. But then, like probably I don't know, a few years ago, like I ended up you know feminizing myself or I don't know, becoming more feminine, looking for laces and flowing dresses and all that stuff and I don't know when did that start but yeah do you think any of it has anything to do with you starting work basically no. you know working for like bigger more se- I know that in your career in more recent years you've been working for bigger more serious luxury brands and is there a little element of you know in the office if you're working for a brand like Burberry or Mulberry or Louis Vuitton you feel more compelled to be extra you know glamorous like out of a magazine or not really yeah working in fashion of course it makes a difference because you know you see people around you you take (laughs) inspiration like I kind of observe a lot but even when I worked back home they were I was working with a lot of international people so every time they came in I kind of like you know tried looking at them how they're dressed up but that's me as a person I like to dress up because I like it that way not because someone is judging me but yeah like working for brands bigger brands it was more of a challenge that if you don't fit in the brand image people don't really look up to you nicely yeah. so if you're dressed up like a really thrashy it's not nice the way people look at you it's like oh you either you fit with us or you don't fit with us so your skills and you know your experience doesn't matter mm-hmm. and it's really bad to feel this way but yeah unfortunately that yeah. does exist in the industry yeah so way yeah. the way you look drives a certain amount of yeah. your success at work regardless of your yeah you know, your ability yeah. in your job yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah. I mean, I've seen people who there was an intern they hired and the intern is like literally on a starting level salary or maybe they just get minimum expense paid. One of the intern didn't get the internship because that person didn't look good enough. And the other person whom they hired looked really looked like she was out of a catalog. Yeah. She was glamorous the way she was dressed up and, you know, very stylish. And I many times I stared at her thinking, how can somebody can be like, how can somebody be so beautiful and, you know, so stylish? and she got the job they didn't know how good she would be but the first thing they looked at her was how stylish she was so yeah. you know it's unfortunately that yeah. happens yeah like yeah. that that probably is true for most industries i mean it's probably even true in terms of how we judge people mm. you know if you were going to go to a personal trainer for example you know and people who can't see me i am overweight even, even though i'm overweight i'm not sure i would employ a personal trainer that looks like me to train me you know because my first perception would be well if you were good at this you know you would you should fix yeah you, you would right. look different mm. you know I'm not sure I'd get a hairdresser who's got 
got you know terrible looking hair to you know do my hair so perhaps we kind of all have a, a little element of that kind of judging people and how they present themselves and not necessarily acknowledging how good they are at their work you know if mm. if they don't look a certain way yeah and I have been quite judgy recently so there's a local Weight Watchers group I see them going in well actually I only ever see the organisers go in and I was very uncharitable and did think well you're obviously not selling the brand very well because you guys are all overweight and, <laughs> and you guys are leading like I don't know I feel like if you were to be really good for them you know like aspirational would you not be even a couple of pounds lighter yeah, than yeah. but does overweight equal unhealthy but this is Weight Watchers haven't they recently changed their name oh really has oh. it become politically incorrect yeah. to be called Weight Watchers I think they changed their name oh these, well these guys haven't changed their signage <laughs> <laughs> I'll have, to, I'll have to look closer. The, the branding oh, documentation oh, didn't get there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think they did. I think Elizabeth's just looking it up. I mean that that's also another thing like all this political incorrectness stuff. Oh. I mean are we sometimes a bit too OTT? You know, if it's a if it's a weight loss program and it's called Weight Watchers, what is so wrong with that? It is Weight Watchers. Does yeah. it need to be called like I don't skinny know. objects? Yeah, well, yeah. that that would be even worse, <laughs> wouldn't it? It's something to do with wellness. What is it called as well? It's now just WW. Oh god. But it's called the new Weight Watchers WW. Their website is still weightwatchers.com. Okay. Cuz isn't that like KFC? It's still Kentucky Fried Chicken just because you get rid of a few letters here yeah, and there just I, not to... I guess because everyone's just going to say WW from now on so are they though? probably not don't they? <laughs> <laughs> but that's not judging I like how we're talking about Weight Watchers and KFC in the same <laughs> <laughs> what can I say <laughs> but to be honest like I don't think so Weight Watchers is something that you would expect people to be overweight in weight who are working for Weight Watchers because how are you selling for me that's not like yeah. you're not judging those people for me like if I go to a skin specialist and then himself or herself has a bad skin I would say how would they treat me if they are like that yeah and so that's like I think that's um, a benchmark you set up for people that you expect them to have certain benchmark yeah. no yeah yeah so weight watchers yeah they need to watch their weight first before they can actually move <laughs> some other people <laughs> that was not harsh at all no. she started this conversation by saying she was the nice one yeah. I feel like that was one of the harshest comments so far she just knows I'm the nice one and we just let it go. And then, you know. I think maybe I don't realise half of the time that I'm not the nice one. You're a gunslinger, like <laughs> Like you, can, you can just put it down to maybe um, oh I'm not from I'm not from England so my yeah that's different. what I say <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say many times in my office like when people make fun of me of my English like I still I've been here like so many years and I still have those words which are you know like India was occupied by British people and we still have those English words which exist in there in India yeah. which probably here they're wiped out now like one of the example is uh, prepon and in England nobody uses that what does that pre-pone mean <laughs> Is exactly opposite to postpone. Oh. So you bring it forward instead of postpone. So I said this word to somebody in office and they started laughing at me. And they said, what is this word? And I said, that does exist. And they wouldn't believe me. Yeah. So I had to Google it and it said it's used in Indian continent. Yeah. And it's been there since a long time. And then when I can't make people stop laughing at me, I just tell them, well, I'm Indian. You can't expect me to know as much as English you do. So I get away with that sometimes, like saying that. I'm not from here, so... I don't know. My theory is you and Osmar are silent but violent. You know? <laughs> you're, you're like ninjas. 
I can make, I? I make enemies without knowing it. That's the worst part. Like sometimes, <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, oh I'm not sure I make enemies without. I do. I think I'm I very aware. I am not even. The worst part is I'm not even aware. So sometimes people say things. Uh, I say things, and I think that's okay. <laughs> And it's not the worst thing. And I don't know how much I'm annoying people because literally I have no idea. I mean, right now you're annoying me about 80%. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, but this is the worst part because sometimes I don't even get jokes. You know, when people say things I don't understand, I just laugh. And then sometimes I say things thinking people will laugh at it, but then they're probably offended. I don't know, but it's fine. I'm that kind of comedian. Oh. When I think I'm being but, funny, nobody laughs. And when I, I don't quite get it, Everybody's laughing, apparently with me, um, but it doesn't feel like it because I wasn't making a joke. Um, but yeah, no, I, I get that. And, oh. you know, I am, well, I was born here. Uh, depending on, the, you know, the EDL, they may not consider me English, but <laughs> I have a passport. You can't change that. Well, I have a passport now too. Yay! I have passports. <laughs> ah, well, that will bring us to another interesting conversation. However, okay. I think we are done for today since we're running out of time. I want to thank all my guests for joining us today on the first ever podcast of The Pooh Chronicles and my co-host, Claire and baby roper for joining us this uh, this evening the inspiration of poo <laughs> <laughs> and we will be back next week with the next episode thank you so is it just welcome to the poo the first um, the <laughs> exactly get that right <laughs> <laughs> okay so why don't you say welcome to the poo chronicles